Welcome to Kino Society with Owen Shapiro. Welcome back to Kino Society. On today's episode, we have Laurel Bergman, a production designer and artist who comes from a strong art director background. Laurel has contributed to many of the most successful feature films of the last decade, 2012, Godzilla, Fifty Shades of Grey, Mission Impossible 4, and she has worked with the industry's leading actors, producers, and acclaimed directors. What's more, Laurel's contributions have been recognized by the Academy Awards, the BAFTA Award for Best Picture, and the Art Directors Guild Award. Let's get to know Laurel and her work a bit better. Hi, Laurel. Welcome to the show. Hi. So clearly with your extensive professional experience, it's necessary to start this interview from your very beginnings. How did you find your interest in art direction and production design inside the film industry? Well, um, I started in sculpture and installation, really. Um, But I think it was, you know, before that, um, just in general, having an unwavering spirit of curiosity and, you know, wanting to live a full version of myself. I stumbled into film, really, and it just, there's a world opened up for me, and it's been growing ever since. You know, it's it's about being brave, and it's about examining what's uncomfortable, which, you know, film is all about that. Uh, it's about reading constantly, which I love to read, uh, and, you know, embracing multiple views of one story. And, you know, I'm constantly reminded every day that there are people doing great things and it inspires me to participate alongside them. So you have um, training and experience in industrial and architectural design, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I did, I did get my degree in sculpture and installation and then, you know, sort of developed my architectural side of things because I was sort of gearing towards, you know, studying sculpture to integrate with architecture uh, and until I ended up, you know, with film and it all came together really in a job I didn't even know existed when I was younger. Uh, so I'm very, you know, I'm happy to have found this, this media, you know, I've always been interested in how fine art and architecture, uh, and the outcome of, you know, immersing someone into a new environment provides a new perspective and ways of seeing or insight into our own narratives and, and light color and composition, have always been in my toolbox for as long as I can remember. So production design was a natural progression of this expression. So how did you end up finding film? Well, I had uh, student loans I needed to pay back and I needed a job. (laughs) That's, you know, that's the simple answer. And uh, I found a shop that was building things and it seemed like a natural fit with, you know, all my hands-on experience. Uh, and then I met, you know, going on set and then meeting uh, the paint coordinator and telling him about my, you know, art background and fine art painting. He said, well, come join the paint department. So I did that. And then I joined the sculpture department and I was on, you know, the floor in the construction department doing sculpture. And then through all that, I joined the props department because I was making mechanical things and machining and mold making and and all these things. Um And so I've really, you know, I've really explored all those sort of practical uh, sides of making a film from the art and production design side of things, uh, which I think is rare. I've I've since learned is, you know, many people just sort of stumble into the art department and, uh, you know, they don't have the practical hands-on experience. So I, I feel fortunate, really. 
So how do you think that all, going through all these departments helps you in your career in your career that you have today? Well, it, it gives me an understanding of how to make things, you know, what can be made and where, where, to, where to fit all the departments together. Because, you know, in the art department, we start orchestrating every department together, how they, you know, everyone ties into each other and how we need, all need to work together. Uh, so it really built the foundation for a fluidity of communication that I'm, I am grateful for. When it comes to your specialties, art direction and production design come immediately to mind. Um, could you describe the difference between each role and how they're different from one another? Production design is, you know, uh, you have to talk to the director about, you know, what the story is behind everything. And, and each item you dress into a set tells that story and a history. Um, you know, a production designer is someone who takes a script or a story and builds worlds around that story. And we translate these worlds into a visual language and cinematic storytelling. And we are, you know, designing beyond just a set, it's moving art. Um, and the art director in turn sort of works in parallel with the production designer and takes all the details that are required to build the set and just expands them and gets you know, gets the project going. They're like project managers. Uh, so you have to, as an art director, you kind of have to know how to step your toe into the production design, look and feel, and all the sort of emotions and, and you know, all the, the, the language that needs to be told, but at the same time, you need to flip it around and actually physically build it and understand how to do that. So could you describe a typical day as an art director and production designer? Well, typical day is waking up at, 4.35, depending on, you know, what, what time call is, and getting to the set at least an hour earlier, uh, just making sure that everything is in place, all the departments are there, everyone has their, you know, required shopping list of what plays that day, and, you know, you, you stay there, you make sure it's all, you know, all good. And then you wait for the director and the DP uh, to show up and start blocking the set. Uh, so within that, you know, I usually stick around and make sure that they can, they get the first shot off and they're happy. At that point, I peel away, get in my car, drive to the next location because you're always, you know, five steps ahead of, of production. Uh, so usually it's either back to the office or you're onto, you know, the next location that might be playing tomorrow um, you know if you're in the next location that playing tomorrow then you're you're making sure that everyone's on track and then we're going to be able to deliver the next day uh, then back to the office um, and then checking in you know what are the new drawings on the table what are the what are the graphics department needs what information uh, and just sort of weaving that that all together and you know it possibly maybe by that point you need to get back in your car and drive back to set because there's a lunchtime meeting because the director and all the heads of department who are on set can't leave and you need a meeting about what's playing in the future um, so that usually you know happens halfway through the day during the shooting shooting crew's lunch um, and then you know make sure they're okay again after lunch and then, you know, continue, continue the same, really. 
Have you encountered any more severe problems? Like uh, things that went really wrong and said. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't be in film if, <laughs> if, uh, if you haven't faced any of those. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. There's, you know, I've experienced on The Revenant, you know, uh, we had an entire service access road washout and, you know, stranded crew that day. Um, you know, you name it. Weather is usually part of what makes things extreme or change changes the schedule on a dime. Um, at that point, you know, if you if you can get the crew back to either another location or back to stage for a cover set, so you can at least you know get them get something out of your day. Yeah, The Revenant seemed like a very tough film to film. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, it was definitely dif- different, but well, well worth it and very rewarding in the end. Yeah, the end result ended up good. Was it? I liked the movie, and a lot of people did. Yeah, that's uh, that's the nature of film. So, could you describe a typical day as an art director? Uh, yeah. So, an art director, you know, mostly. And if it's your set that's playing that day, then you open set with the production designer. Uh, so you, you know, you're there an hour early with the production designer and making sure everything's good. If the shooting crew is needing sort of more art service based decision-making, you know, um, the production designer who needs to move on to the next set will leave the art director there on set to uh, just make sure that everyone's okay. But again, you know, they peel away and uh, go back to the office and, you know, check in with the set designers, making sure that, you know, whatever revisions or, you know, new drawings are being created are ready to show the designer. Um, And you know also you know graphics and whatnot um and then also just you know following up with all the details with all the different departments so what about a day as a production designer well the day as a production designer was same thing as an art director but you know a little more intense um but again you know like you're you're always the production designer is always sort of in connection and in good you know sort of dialogue and communication with the director uh, you check in with the director and the, you know, and producers, uh, and just making sure that their sort of vision or, you know, sometimes they can't have a chance to call or email or whatever. So, you know, a, a conversation just to check in with them to make sure that, you know, you're in tandem with their vision. Um, you know, it's just that relationship, uh, is, is pretty much distinguishes the production designer. So production designer has more work to do, definitely. Yes and no. I mean, it's all it's all a lot of work. It's just a different sort of uh, level of conceptualizing. Yeah. Um, which of these two professions most fascinates you, though? Oh, production design. I love it. Um, my natural sort of ability are very conceptual and uh, just really sort of painting the picture alongside, you know, the other artists, the director and the DP. Um, I, I feel fortunate that I get to do this. All right. So have you participated in a lot of more iconic films as well, like Godzilla 2012 and um, 
Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> uh, how did that feel for you? And which movie of your extensive portfolio did you enjoy the most while making this? I, you know, I think I, uh, <laughs> they're all very different. And I mean, that's why I love film because it's, there's no carbon print to get to the finish line. And that's the part I enjoy most, you know, the rapid prototyping, the creative flow that, that carries it. Um, so, you know, they're, they're all, they're all very different and they, they, the sets are, are very incredibly different. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Revenant only because, you know, I was outside for nine months, uh, straight (laughs) through the winter and, uh, hiking in some of the most beautiful scenery in the world. So, you know, but I, that doesn't take away from, you know, loving, designing things uh you know and and doing things let's say on 50 shades of gray when you're you know you're you're doing high-end offices and you know looking at all this this beautiful architecture and and getting to recreate it um so i i find it really i find that question usually hard to answer because i love all of it and but what i love most is how dynamically different each show is yeah 50 shades of gray um, the problems with it lie more more in the writing. It it still looks like a good movie. <laughs> you haven't watched it. <laughs> I have. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's. Uh... <laughs> I, you know. Okay. I mean, realistically, the what I love most about Fifty Shades of Grey is uh, that movie came out in theaters right at the end of when I was filming The Revenant, and I was tired, and I was you know, exhausted. I was just beyond at that point. And I, my friend of mine said, okay, no, I'm dragging you out. We're going to the cinema. So we're going to go see 50 shades of gray. Cause you worked on that and I want to see it. So fine. I'm like, okay, fine. We go, we'll go see it. So <laughs> I remember sitting there in the theater and I'm already a little fried and watching this film and watching it all unfold, all the all the hard work unfold before my eyes. And in that moment, I realized it's all just ridiculous. Like, it's just, you can't, there's a part of you that, that needs to be passionate about what you do, but you can't get so caught up that it just, you know, it destroys you. So it was, I love the Fifty Shades of Grey for that, because it really sort of took me outside of myself and <laughs> realized how silly it all is. It is definitely a silly movie. <laughs> hey, but it made a lot of money, so it made a lot of. It's got two sequels as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, I, I, I had to read all three books because you got to design for the future. So when we were designing the penthouse, you know, you got to make sure there's a service access door by the elevator because in book three, you know, he runs away and. I remember finishing the first book and I hurled it across the room and I was like, I'm never going to get that time back. <laughs> but I have not read the book, <laughs> but um, if it ends like the movie ending is really bad of the first movie. Not to the sequels. <laughs> yep. Goes to show you that, you know, so how do you get hired in all these movies? It's really about community really. And you know, you, you, build a community of people that where, you know, they sort of know your strengths um, and, uh, you know, depending on also the availability of 
you know, who's in town, uh, you just, it's, it's like anything, any kind of work, you slowly build a reputation. Um, but the trick is to get your foot in the door and to do a good job and just be open-minded and not, you know, cause too many waves. <laughs> I mean, actually in the last interview I had, um, the person I was interviewing said that word of mouth is the most important thing. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So you're particularly interested about bringing a new technology inside the filming world. Could you tell us more about this? Um, well, I mean, look what they did on Mandalorian, you know, in the volume. Um, I love technology and I love new inventions and new ways of doing it. I mean, it goes to the old sort of, uh, tricks that they used in filming with Charlie Chapman of, you know, uh, perspective, all that sort of, sort of tricks of the eye and, and new developments. Um, I find fascinating. I, I, I am, I have a very mechanical technical head. And, uh, so I, I really gravitate towards exploring new ways of doing things. So do you think that uh, improvements in technology can, bring forth a lot more illusion of film and make way for different kinds of storytelling as well. I think it can. I mean, you got to be careful that it doesn't drive the actual story. Um, and what happens a lot with these new technologies is, you know, everyone gets on board, but people are so absorbed into trying to resolve the issues around the technology that you lose sight of actually making the film. Um, which, you know, that's just the, the natural progression of things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's, we're all here doing, we're all interested in this in filmmaking. You talk to anyone that, you know, uh, has been in film long enough and, you know, we all thrive on this kind of, uh, exploration and, and, uh, new ideas. It's interesting. It's fascinating. It's fun. So as you may or may not know, I'm currently doing an internship with a director and I hope to have a professional career in filming one day. Do you have any advice for people like me who want to make it big in the film industry? Just stay true to your passion, you know, and, and, and keep, you know, the best filmmakers in this world are nothing but pure passion and creativity. And it's tapping into your inner genius that in reality we all possess. I mean, some just have been fortunate enough to understand the value and know how to utilize this gift. But I mean, I've seen directors get lost in this passion, which is okay. But the flip side of the practicality of making a film and managing the people and the relationships you have on set, you know, can get tricky. Um, and usually it's about the frustration of communication um but your will has to be strong and you have to believe in yourself i mean those are my two cents at least <laughs> i haven't directed before i only <laughs> so <laughs> that's my my cole's notes for you so you've already built a steady professional career in the film industry as an art director and production designer what's next for you uh it's just to continue i mean to really sort of take uh the momentum and the the skill set i have from you know all my art directing and really just sort of 
changing changing the statistics of production design. I mean, listen, we have a 16.7% ratio of female production designers out there and, you know, and only 1.5% of those are racialized women. So, I mean, I see that as a challenge and a uh, a need that, you know, that hopefully will change. I mean, there's there's no reason why it can't. It's 2021. <laughs> Almost. Almost. I'm, I think I, I skipped ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're just done with this year already. I, I just blocked uh, the rest of this year. <laughs> yeah. Sp- speaking of this year being a mess, um, there is a pandemic across the country recently. How has this affected your work and well, the film industry as a whole? Well, I mean, as you know, the film industry has put a pin in things, uh, but it's like within the last month, uh, it's it's gotten back to work. Uh, but it's not without its challenges. I mean, the COVID protocols, uh, from what I understand, for people who are you know knee deep into it now, uh, are testing once a week and PPE, and you can't go see the sets because you know you have to get permission. Um, so there's a big there's a big sort of dollar amount and time leg amount that is hard to I mean it's cha- films challenging enough so it's really it's really slowed the process down and and you know people in the same office have to zoom to talk to each other um, which is fine I mean these are all really good things to to participate in um, but it's hard for you know driven people in the film industry to slow down and and not just jump ahead. Um, so I, I really think that, I, I, A, I think we've blown through the content and there's a definite you know, need out there for more uh, films and TV and, and, and all that sort of stuff, which is great. I mean, I think that's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we just, we just have to do this safely and uh, hopefully we'll find our feet. Do you think that any of these safety procedures are going to be kept for even after this pandemic? I think that, I think we've all been educated on how to, you know, just to be mindful of, of how germs are spread. Uh, you know, like there might not be the M&M jar anymore in the, <laughs> in the craft service room. Um, that might go. But I think that, uh, you know, I think, I think it will have an impact. Uh, I think people will, for the most part, return to normal once, you know, once we get the all clear and it's safe and we have the uh, virus, uh, because we can't help ourselves. We love to just, you know, get in there and just go, go and, and make films the best way we knew how. But I think that there'll be some um, flight changes, like maybe on set doing intimate scenes, you know, there could be a new approach to that. We'll see. It'll be interesting. So finally, where can my listeners find and connect with you? Uh, well, I'm uh, Instagram at Laurel Bergman um, or at my website, laurelbergman.com. And uh, that's about it. I keep the uh, social media to a dull roar. So that's all for today. Thank you very much for this interview, Laurel. Don't forget you can subscribe to Peanut Society on iTunes and Spotify. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it.